0: Now let's open our Bibles. The book of Mark. Do you remember the title? Book of Mark. Everybody's looking now at the bulletin sign. The title for today. It's okay. It's okay. What happened the next day? Thank you, Ned. But you said with such an enthusiasm, like, what happened the next day? Might be something good that happened the next day. You never know. What happened the next day? Mark chapter 11. We are going to read from Mark chapter 11. But before we start, uh, I'm going to tell you a, a short story. And this happened back in Mexico, the city of Mexico, Mexico City, or Mexico de F, or whatever you want to call Mexico. And that was years ago when we were at Montemorelos University. We were trying to print t shirts, brand new t shirts for the youth over there in the university. And the one thing we try to do is try to get the best price at the T-shirts. We were coming from the United States. As you know, many also, many of the students, they go from here to study over there. And they all know what kind of brand you want and all of that. So we went to Mexico City. Uh, We couldn't find that many there. We went to Monterrey, that's another town, and a big city also, and we were looking, you know, and then we find this place, and we got right there, and we said, hey, you know what, we're looking for T-shirts. Uh, what color? White. Oh, yeah, we have them, but we are looking for a specific, I mean, for a brand, specific, a, a, a brand that we know. Okay, which one is that? Haynes. Oh, Haynes, yeah, 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 we know that one, Hey, yeah, do you have those here? Oh, we have this one. He never mentioned if he has uh, Haynes or not. He says, you know, like, oh, we have this one, look at this, this is good. And they said, no, but what brand, oh, no, that's another, some other Mexican name or something like that. No, 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 That's that's not. we want Haynes, the beefy tea, you know, the one that is really thick. Okay, we also have this one right here. And he goes back there and says, look, this is just like the B-50, really, really strong. said, we want Hanes, Hanes. How many are you going to buy? We want like at least maybe four, 500 of them. Okay, we have this other one. He keeps bringing some other one, you know. Look, this is really good. Take this, you know, you going to, you know, watch this thing. It's not going to shrink. It's really good. said, we are looking for Hanes. Do you have Hanes? So we can go and look in some other place. He gets quiet and he goes back to his room and he and he brings this big roll of stickers and all those stickers says Hanes. He says, We have the stickers. So like what do you mean? We can put the stickers on the t shirt and they are Haynes." Like, no, 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 we are looking for Haynes. Haynes. Alright. What's the point of that story? That story goes with what we are going to be studying today. What we are going to be reading from the Bible today. Chapter 11 of Mark, verse 12. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, He found nothing but leaves, because it was not the season for figs. Then he says to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. What's the whole point of this story? The same story you are going to find it also in Matthew. But Matthew, he changed it a little bit. Matthew says that when he was there walking with his disciples and all of that, and you are going to find out later, everything happened at that moment, the the tree died at that moment and all of that. Mark doesn't mention that. He says that they are there in front of the tree and all of that. He cursed the tree and then the next day happened. We are going to find out that later, in a few minutes. But now let's go back to the same verse. Verse number 12 again. I'm going to read The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. That says a lot about Jesus. Jesus was a human just like you and me. If you do something to him, if you just go to him and just grab a nail and nail it in his hand, he's going to have pain. If he walks during the day, he's going to get tired. If he runs a lot, he's going to get tired. He's going to sweat. If he is hungry, he is going to look for food. He was just like you and me. No difference at all. He was Jesus. A 100% human just like you and me. The Bible says that he was hungry. Now let's go and think a little bit more about this him, I mean uh, about him being hungry. You know, being hungry is a basic necessity for many of us. Do you get hungry, Susan? Uh, well, you get hungry. Mi amor, do you get hungry? Yeah, do you get hungry? Girl, do you get thirsty? Yes, he gets thirsty. What about sister Sarah? Do you get sleepy? A lot. Any of you get sleepy during the sermon? Don't answer. It's fine. You know, we have basic necessities. We get hungry, we get sleepy, we get tired, we want, we want water because we get thirsty. But not only that, we don't only have those basic necessities, but also we have some other necessities that are very, very important. Do you want to feel love? Yeah? Do you want to feel love, Suzanne? What about you, Ned? Do you want to feel love? love? Yes. Do you want to feel love, Jesus? Do you want to feel accepted, Jim? How would you feel if you feel that you come to Churchill to somebody, and somebody said, "Who are you, Fuji? I don't want to be next to you. That's being rejected, right? Do you want to feel accepted?" Anyone, everybody wants to feel accepted, wants to feel love, wants to feel they just have basic necessities that every human being has or have, you know every human being. Jesus was one of them. I want you to remember what I'm just saying right now. After that, I'm going to keep reading now verse number 13. Seen in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. He was hungry. He was walking with his disciples and from far away he sees this beautiful, nice tree. A fig tree. And because he sees that tree so beautiful and look good looking tree, he goes and moves closer and closer to try to find out if what? If what? If it has any fruit. Then the same verse continues saying, When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. That's so depressing. When you are hungry, when you go and get the fruit of the thing, which is juicy, and they have different colors and all of that, when you got, I mean, you are probably thirsty, maybe hot and hungry, so you're going to grab one of those and you are going to eat it. No, nothing is there. But looks good. looks green and nice. But nothing was there. Not even a little one. Nothing. Now, I'm going to read again. The verse after that says, then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. Some people argue with that part. Because some people said, Jesus, he was not a green guy. Like, he helps, you know, the, 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 the earth. He tried to care for, the, for nature. He is going to curse in a few seconds that tree. He's going to say something bad to that tree, or he's saying it right now. No one is going to eat anything from you again. Some people argue that at this moment, Jesus was probably acting out of his hunger, and he was so angry because he didn't have something to eat. Really. Why do we have this story in the Bible? I'm going to tell you something. Also, people who talk about this verse... Very clearly, they said that this has to do something with Israel because he's sending the message to Israel. But I want to tell you that the message is for you, me, and this church. The message is for you, me, and this church. Why? We have people out there who they have basic needs, We have people out there, out of these walls of the church, who they have necessities like what they need, maybe water, they need something to eat, they need a place to stay, they need a place where they are accepted, they need a place where they have, I mean, they can be loved. We have people with very basic necessities out there. And we are that tree. You see, when people with those necessities See around and look around, and they find this big, beautiful tree that we have here called church. And it looks beautiful from outside. Even that we are talking that we are going to do remote and outside, it cannot look even better. Even if you have some lights outside, like the movie theaters and going after, even if it looks beautiful, they are going to see that tree called church. And they are going to approach that tree. Or maybe they are going to approach you. And they are going to approach. And you know what? They can be disappointed with you and me. Because they're not going to find nothing to eat. They're not going to find a place where they can meet their needs. And Jesus, in this story, he gets mad. Let's put it that way, but it's not mad. He gets, you know, to the point that he cursed this tree. Why do you think he cursed this tree? Any idea? Simple. Why? Frustration because of what? It wasn't producing producing anything. Wrong. (laughs) But it's good at the same time. Let's be nice. We are recording this thing, you know, when people hear, what kind of pastor is that? He is frustrated. Maybe we all the time preach this. We preach that he's cursing the tree because the tree is not giving any fruit. But the truth is that the tree was giving fruit, but not at the right time. The problem is not that the tree didn't give any fruit. The problem was that the, fru- that, that the tree was advertising that he has all the fruits. Is that like the Seventh-day Adventist sometimes? Is that maybe like you and me? We advertise we have all the fruits. We have, I mean, we advertise we have all the truth. We have everything. Everything is fine. But when they come to our church, when they come to your life, when they come to your house, they cannot find anything. That's when Jesus Christ gets frustrated with you and me. Because he cannot find anything. You know, what do you do to be really green like the tree? What do we do to be really green like the tree? Do we dress good for Sabbath? Because during the week, we dress different. I come here in jeans and t-shirt. It's funny sometimes. People come here, are you the pastor? Like, what, well, I'm the gardener, you think? You know, <laughs> I'm not like, But it's funny sometimes when I go to some places, I don't even mention I am the pastor. I go places, you know, and sometimes some other churches to uh, ask for things, you know, and, and then they, uh, uh, they say, oh, yeah, and they treat you. And when they know you're the pastor, oh, you are the pastor. Oh, how nice. Come here. Like, why? Because now you know I'm the pastor. How do, we, how do we get green like the tree? Do we get green because we walk around the church with a Bible like that? Maybe a thick Bible, heavy one. Big one, big letters like, this is the word of God. How do we get green? How do we advertise that we are green? Because we keep the Sabbath? Because we go outside and we advertise that Jesus Christ is coming soon. Is that the way we get to be green? The problem is that none of that is going to help us because we have been sent we have been born in this planet and this earth not only as a church and i believe we have the truth we are blessed but we are called to attend and be the answers for many of these people who have basic needs and they get close to you they get close to me. We were talking about Ten Commandments last week and the weeks before that. And we know very clearly, even the last time we talked about the young, the rich young man, he was saying, oh, I do all of this, but when you go back to basics, means knowing God, he didn't really know God. The same thing with this tree. It's green. It's beautiful. From far away, you see it. Oh, I mean, it's such a beautiful tree. Must have some fruit underneath. Nothing. Nothing. The Bible says, and I'm going to repeat what Jesus said here, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. You see, and before that, when you read verse number, uh, the last part of verse number 13, it uh, says when he reached it, he found nothing but leaves, because it was not the season for figs. And sometimes we just want to advertise that we are ready, we have everything, and we are not even there yet. You know, uh, uh, right now I'm I'm uh, uh, I'm helping. I have a few months doing that, helping with the with the chap with the chaplains of the Riverside County Fire Department. And it's funny because the, the one in charge, he approached me one day, and he said, you know what? Uh, he starts telling me why so many people come to him. They never advertise it, but when somebody comes, it's fine. But they never give any ID. They don't give any of the, the what is called? That? The, the, what that, the thing that they show, the shiny stuff. The what? The badge, thank you. The badge, any of that to any of them until a few months later. You know why, he said, Dante? We don't do it because many of them, they just come for the batch. Because once they have it, they know they can go around. Look, I am with the fire department. Bragging around. Look at me. I am a chaplain for the fire department. And that's what he's saying. It's nothing wrong with the tree. If the tree is not giving any leaves, it's fine because it's not ready. But was showing leaves, It was advertising, but it wasn't ready. It's like you and me going around saying, I am holy now. And you are all sinners. <laughs> Do you get the point? Everything has a time. Your time is going to be different to mine. The time that it's going to take for you to have fruit is going to be different to mine. The time that I get fruits is going to be different to yours. So if we have fruits here, we can't be just going around, Oh, you're so green, look at, you. you have any fruits? No, I don't, but I like to be green. No. The time comes based on how much you know Christ. How much you know God. How God and what God is doing in your heart how he's changing your heart. Nobody else can come and just put some fruits on the tree. The fruits come from inside and start blowing, and they just start just coming, little ones, big ones, big ones. And sometimes they get to be big, big fruits. That's the way it works. The very, I like this word all the time, the very interesting thing is that in verse number 12, sorry, 14, When I read, then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. The last part of that verse also said, and his disciples heard him say that. For a reason, the Bible is reading and and Mark is saying the disciples heard the whole thing. Because now when we jump to verse number 20, we're not going to talk about the rest of the verse, like I say. Matthew talks about the whole thing in one place. We're going to jump to verse 20. When we read that one, the Bible says that in the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree. How was the fig tree? What other word is for that? Death. Death. When they saw the tree, it was dead. From where? Now, Jesus never talked to the tree and said, I'm going to kill you. You're going to die. He says, you're not going to give fruits anymore. The tree could be being green still, but not just giving fruits anymore. But the sad part is that next day, when they are walking with his disciples, they see the tree, and the tree is dead from the root up. You know why? I'm going to tell you why. Do you remember the, st- do you remember the part in John when he said, I am who? The vine. And you are who? The branches. Without me, you are nothing. You see, it's very simple when you see that. If this tree is the example for you and me, is the lesson for you and me, if this tree is that lesson... That means that that tree was being green and his own and its own. You cannot be green on your own. You are going to die on your own. You need God. You and me, we need Jesus Christ. Doesn't mean anything to you that? For me, sometimes it's scary because I'm here thinking, oh boy, now What? And for me, it's a scary. You know why? Because sometimes we have this idea that, oh, in order to be green and be fruitful, I'm going to give fruit, And I force myself to kind of like, mm, I'm going to give fruit. Oh, oh I give tithes. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I study my Bible. We force ourselves when we know that the Bible keeps showing after lesson after lesson that that doesn't happen like that. It's not by your own means. It's not by you to try to gain, to try to reach heaven by your own means is by God working through you and we are forgetting that we are all forgetting that and it's time to think that again I don't want to be the tree who Jesus walks by and said so you are all green huh you look like a good pastor. Look at you, very well dressed. By the way, you know, that dress is really good, Dante. And look at you, the tie and your Chapulín Colorado thing. Oh, that was awesome. But you know what? <clears throat> what about this? Ah, what about that? Uh, what, about, what about all of that? And many of us, we think, he's going to destroy me because I don't have any fruits. No, it's because I'm dressing like I have fruits. And I don't have any. If we realize that we need to dress as we don't have any, we are going to realize that we need God. That's why when you go to Revelation, it says you have for I mean, you have lost your first love. Without me, you think you are you, you are very well, but you're naked, you are nothing. The Bible keeps talking to them all the time. It's time to think. About that. And the last verse of this story mentions Peter. <laughs> Peter. He's always the first one in everything sometimes. Huh? Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look. He's like that, all excited. Rabbi, look, look what happened. And I'm not gonna read this anymore because what it says, what? Look what happened. The tree that you pierced is dead. Did he make a point, Jesus? He made a point. That's why the Bible said they heard everything he said before and at the end, Peter is saying, look, the tree is dead. It's going to happen if we don't realize the truth behind our own lives as Christians. Peter realize that Jesus kill the tree. And how many times you hear Jesus, you know, some people call this the miracle of Jesus killing the tree. Usually you and I, we realize that miracles are to give life. Miracles are to do something good for someone. But here, we find one, if it's not the only example of Jesus Christ, killing something. For you and I, to learn for our future lives as Christians church we are approaching to a time where this church needs to move with Christ it's not about how many things you and I we can do in this church when we think how many times we can do in this church, we always think small because we know we are a small church. We have 120, 130 people here. Maybe less than that. You go to some other church in Loma Linda, hundreds. Like you are like, oh, I'm lost here. You look at them and you probably said, you know what? Look, all those ministries they have. Look, the non-Arventist churches, how many ministries. It's not about that. We are approaching a time in our lives in these last days that we need to realize who is here. Who is living here? It's not about you preaching the gospel because you have to do that. It's not about you selling. Uh, I mean, telling everybody else Jesus is. Ca-. It's not about you and me having a nice big sign saying "Seven Day Adventist Church." Seven is the Sabbath. Adventist Jesus is coming soon. It's not about that because that is not gonna mean anything if we don't have the Person of Christ here. He is the one who needs to move us. And that job is yours, and that's my job. You see, sometimes we keep saying all the time, salvation is what? We said, salvation is what? Personal? Between you and God? And sometimes we keep bringing it that salvation is a whole church idea. We need to take responsibility in our lives. I feel sometimes like Obama, right? Take responsibility. <laughs> no. You know, it's time for you and me to go back to the root, to basic things. We need Christ in here. He needs to live here. He needs to move us. Knowing that He is here, knowing that he's in this church, knowing that he can move this church, doesn't matter how small we are, God is with us. And we are going to do the job for these last days that we are supposed to be doing. We are living holidays. Not holidays like party time, holidays like with a space in between. Holy days. Christ is coming soon. I want to encourage you. To go back to Jesus Christ. Go back to basics. Go back when you found Jesus Christ as your first love. When you were little, remember? When you were small. The Bible keeps using stories like children. If you are not like children, you're not going to be part of heaven. Go back to basics. Don't Don't get lost in all those things that we create all the time. Go back to basics first and allow the Lord to work in each one of you. This church is going to be blessed only if God bless your life first. But blessings are not going to come if you don't allow for God to bless you. Don't fight it. Don't and work work with God work together as a church let's pray Heavenly Father today we were walking around reading the Bible reading the story that you approached this fake tree and you got disappointed because it was green and no fruits Help us at this moment, Lord, to understand and recognize that maybe we don't have any fruits yet, but we are working on it with you. Help us to understand and stop maybe bragging that, look, here we are, we are better than you, and I know more than you, but we don't have those basic fruits that when people approach us and approach the church, they're going to be disappointed because we preach, but we don't practice what we preach. At this moment, O Lord, in your grace, we want to ask you for you to be in our lives, to shake our lives if possible, so we can feel the need to be with you, to live all of our. Who we are, leave it behind and get this new person coming from you. Bless this church. This is your church. Bless each one of our families. In Jesus' name, we want to ask all of this. Amen.